the Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. Player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round. Are we doing this? Are we back? What's going on? Hi, I'm Jeff Teolis. Hi, I think we're back. Maybe. It's been nearly a month. So <laughs> I'm Martin, and this is Final Round Pinball Podcast, episode 58. Thanks, everybody, for joining us once again. What's been going on, Jeff? Well, you know, I'd like to say it's about the quality, not the quantity, but um, <laughs> I, don't know if we, I don't know if we've got that going on for us. I don't think in good conscience we could say that, but we're here. It's, uh, let's just go for quantity. Well, we're not even doing <laughs> no. quantity. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're working on that. Because yeah, for sure. to answer your question, I've been away quite a bit. In fact, I think... I figured out it was 25 days out of the last 38 days, I was not at home. And therefore, when you're not at home, you can't record podcasts. Uh, there have been fewer opportunities to do this. Same with Pinball Profile. I mean, I've really just been on the road and living in hotels and suitcases and all that kind of stuff. All for fun. You know, no woe is me crap, but uh, it's nice to be home. And it's nice to be doing this again with you, Marty. Yeah, I love that you say you know, no, woe is you. Like, as though people were going to sympathize with you. I, I don't. Wow. Okay. I was at a tournament uh, on Friday night and uh, the guy goes, how do you get to go away so much? And uh, I was like, um, I don't know. I just, it, it, it was really just timing. I think you and I have talked about this. Whenever the world championships was, it was I was going to go. So that just happened to fall in May. And I had already planned a big trip with Carson. We talked about that in the last episode. And then I just did a little side trip with my wife for five days. That was fun. I'm sure we'll talk about that because there's pinball involved and some Ooh. pinball personalities. But, yes, uh, there are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now I'm back and I say that. And then I look at the calendar. I'm like, oh, I'm going away for a tournament here in Canada. Just like you are going away for a big, big tournament there in Australia. Mm, that is absolutely true. So the Brisbane Masters is coming up and this will be my very first appearance as a employee of a pinball company. It's, it's going to be kind of, yeah, I know. It's, I'm actually officially going as a representative of Haggis Pinball. So that's going to be very interesting. We will have a Celts and we will have a Fathom Revisited with us. So that'll be lots of fun. I also am going to be seeing both those games because they're going to be at Yegpin. So I'm looking forward to that. I've seen some feedback already. It's nice. It's gorgeous. Seems to play well. All that hard work on the flippers that you uh, put in and the rest of the team there at Haggis paying off and uh, can hardly wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, it, it's true. There's there's more and more code that's being added to it. So, you know, I, I, it's, I think I mentioned it last time, but it's one of these things now that I, I just play it and play it and play it. I, I still play it so much that I can't help but think of new things to add to it. So I, I don't know whether there's ever going to be a, a cutoff where I go, okay, that's enough. I, I think I'm just going to be constantly thinking of ways to either tweak or improve it or to add things. So we'll see what comes with it. Most good programmers say coding is never done. Yeah, I, I totally get that now. Absolutely. But uh, that being said, 
I wondered because since we last talked, Toy Story came out. I mean, we were all over it before it came out. <laughs> we gave you all we, the details. We had such focused and specific mm-hmm. feedback mm-hmm. on it. Well, I actually did. Okay. Fuck, <laughs> we're idiots. Like, honestly. I didn't say anything to you. And I, I, I respect NDAs. And, and it goes the other way, too. Marty knows what's going on at uh, Haggis. I don't ask. I don't, I don't care. But when people tell me things, I actually knew it was Toy Story 4 quite a while ago. And uh, I didn't say anything. I, I may have suggested. What if it's one... Only one of the movies, you know, I, I threw a bunch of what ifs out there, but uh, that was the one I was kind of curious to see if anyone would gravitate to. But uh, hey, it looks gorgeous. I have not flipped it. and I hate giving opinions without flipping it. What others have said is it shoots very well. It's got a lot of great assets. Having Tim Allen and the voices and the images looks good. The things people are saying is it's maybe a little easy. That doesn't make it bad. It just means it's maybe not for the top players and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it'll get there. Who knows? Maybe with competition modes, will do that. But uh, I know people are enjoying flipping it, and uh, I can hardly wait to do it. I think I'll be doing it at Yegpin. I hope I will. Okay. Let me just talk about Toy Story 4. Okay. It's been a very interesting release. I think from what I saw, it was overly negative was the response that came from it. And I wasn't necessarily negative when I saw it. My first impressions were, okay, this looks a lot like Wonka, okay? And and being that it's a, it's a Toy Story game, I don't care about Toy Story 4. Side note, I think Toy Story 4 is a fantastic film. And I know that a lot of people don't like it. I thought it was equally as good as the other Toy Stories. There you go, side note over. But- being that it's a game about toys, mm-hmm. where are the where are the toys? Right? Sure. That was that was the first thing. Was hang on, you could have just stuck a you know five dollar Kmart toy in there. They had the cake toppers. Sure, 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 sure. Which, which are very cool. But I think a lot of people were saying, "Hang on, this is about toys. Why are there no toys on the playfield?" And and I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. This this rant will be over soon because a lot of people were then questioning the price because. The price is quite high, okay? Quite high. In Australia, I think it was like $18,000 for the LE and $25,000 for the CE, which is a lot of doubloons. But people were questioning the bill of materials. They were saying, this is ridiculous, this price, there was so much more in blah, 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 blah. And here's where my rant comes to a crescendo, everybody. A crescendo, just in case you didn't get my pronunciation of that. I had a look at the game and I started, I guess now that I'm in the pinball biz, right? There was inverted commas. I don't know whether you could. Yeah. It's the first time you've mentioned that in this podcast. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or ever. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. So I started looking at what was actually in the game and what is value for money. And you know what? It's actually there. It is. This game has got a lot of stuff packed into it. It is a very, very feature-rich game. It is a beautiful game. Whether you like the carnival theme or not, there is still a lot in there. I think the price is maybe just, maybe a little scooch too steep, but it's not ridiculous. I think that looking at the game, it, I think there's enough value in that game to warrant the price. 
was really my rant. Counterpoint. What did you think? Go. The price is too low. Why? Why is the price too low on the collector's edition? I don't know why. Because they sold out instantly. So if people well, are stupid enough to spend that kind of money and no. on any machine and buy it instantly with the hopes of flipping it and making a buck or two because we've seen them online. No. I've got my spot. I'm numbered blah, blah, sure. blah. I'm selling no. it for 17 even though I paid 15 for it. The price was too low. 90% of the collector's editions were bought by distributors, not by customers, which I found very interesting. Okay. That number came out? You sure about that? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, 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 Jack. I, I think it was either 80 or 90%. It was like, he actually said, when, I think it was like a report the day after, he was actually on record said that, it, I thought it was 90%, something like that, had been sold to distributors. Now, that means that there's not as much certainty because if they'd said 100% was sold direct to customers, well, then you know that 100% of them are sold. What we don't know now is whether all those distributors have got customers for all those machines that they've now committed to. So I would be wrong in saying the price is too low if they are sitting at distributors and not moving and a sign of the pinball apocalypse or as some people would say, the (laughs) bubble bursting. I don't know who would say that. Anyway, so you think, hmm, you know, I'm seeing, I am seeing distributors. I talked about this. And I think it's about the supply now coming back a little bit. I'm seeing it in the car industry. I'm seeing it in other industries. You know, the supply chain is is starting to pick up a little bit. But uh, if they're sitting at distributors like other games are, uh-oh, everything's not moving. And that being said, if things are sitting at the distributors, games are not moving. There haven't been a lot of games that have come out in the last yeah. little while compared to years past. Yeah, true. Got me thinking a little bit. Uh, maybe. We're not there yet. But there, look, I, I, I know that we have, we have, just as a side note, everybody, Jeff and I, after an episode where we've absolutely ripped each other to shreds, we literally talk and go, fuck, that was fun, right? So I just wanted to just let you oh, know really? that we, yeah, we, we love fucking just taking the piss out of each other. No, so, I think you're an asshole, but uh, go on. I did. Well, I, I didn't know you thought that way. I, I, I guess we're thinking differently. I just think. Okay. This well, yeah. Prick. I'm gonna get obviously, that bastard. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. All those conversations that I had with you. Obviously. All right. I'm know. kidding. It's a bad yeah. joke. You no. know me and my bad jokes. I, I failed. Yes. You know. Come on. Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything Bullshit. about that in the first twelve minutes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm what I'm saying is, even uh, though I like to have a go at Jeff about his bubble bursting and all that kind of stuff. There is going to be a correction at some stage. And and I guess my point I was making to you was that even though these, these two things are linked, the, the market for new inbox pinball machines and the market for secondhand or used pinball machines are very different, but yes. there's a bit of cause and effect, right? Yes, if, yes, yes, yes. if there are more new games coming out, there'll be less demand for used games, right? Correct. Another point is if companies, Jersey Jack, Stern, whoever, come out and they raise the price $500,000 a game, that also affects the used market pretty much similarly. Oh, correct. It, again, we t- I've, I've mentioned it's classic supply and demand. If the price is too high, there's not going to be as much demand. But what, what really needs to happen is, I think, for the market to really correct itself is Stern needs to do two things. One is 
They need to keep bringing out games that have got great themes that are going to sell and they need to start shipping a lot more games. And that's obviously, you know, we're talking about supply chain that that needs to correct itself as well, which we're sort of seeing that as well to an extent. It's still a bit of a challenge. So the new in-box market needs to get back to normality before the second-hand market can. And right now, the second-hand market in Australia, and I've seen some in the US as well, it's still getting higher and higher. It's crazy. It's ridiculous everywhere. I agree. So Australia, Canada, United States, I'm sure in Europe as well. Hmm. It's interesting you said correcting the market and what Stern will do next. So when Gary said quite a while ago, look, we're not going to be able to do the three cornerstones. I read between the lines. That's that's trickery, right? You're going to come out with two, but probably a boutique game. I don't know if it's going to be Kapow or whatever the hell it is, but something like Elvira, House of Horror, something like Batman. They're not going to come out with just two. I can't see that happening. So, And I don't know this. I'm sure another game will come out. And I think the interesting thing will be, will it be a Cornerstone next? Or will it be that boutique game? Because if it's the boutique game and you're following the lead of Jersey Jack, set your own price. I mean, whatever you thought you paid for. Well, I guess Elvira was the weird one, right? They didn't really have a set price. It was, you know, figure out your own price. And uh, if they do that again, oh, God, I... I think Beatles was like that too, wasn't it? Mm, no, no. Beatles was a Beatles was a more expensive game for sure. I guess that would have been. I think it's a Kapow title. Uh, I know he certainly had a lot to do with it. He got the license, but it, you couldn't really buy a pro version of that. So they're the. But, three. I, but I thought it was the same in that that distributors could set their. Oh, price. that was the that was they had different models. Remember that was the super premium yeah. gold whatever. I, yep. I think I think you get some of Paul McCartney's pubes or I don't what something like that. There's some sort of <laughs> DNA. Uh, Ringo's beard dye, something like that. I can't remember. Happy birthday, Ringo. Peace and love. Yeah, so if they come out with that type of boutique game that's not a cornerstone, I mean, if Jersey Jack is doing 12,000, 5,000 US, is Stern doing the same thing? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, so so obviously, you know, Stern are in the business of making money. So they are going to price it at the maximum that they feel the market will, will tolerate. So, well, what's their trick? Is it sell higher and make fewer, sell lower and make more and tie up the lines? I know which way I would lean. Oh, look, again, it comes down to how much profit do they need to make for the entire business, really? They'll be looking at their year-end numbers saying it needs to be whatever percentage. And there are so many variables that go into making that happen. So, What's the standard in Australia? For us, it's 22 is... The low end, 29 is the high end as far as profit percentage. Well, yeah. Do you know what? It depends on what market you're in. Like some low profit companies can survive on, you know, 10%, you know, if if you've got a lot of throughput. If you're a boutique, you want to have more profit in there. But 30% is usually what a lot of companies that I've worked for. It also depends if you're being traded too. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It also depends on um, whether you've got, shareholders that need to be paid dividends, that, that all gets factored into that as well. So as I said, a lot, a lot of variables, but Stern are going to be looking at what, what it is that's going to get them back to a certain level of profitability being a percentage, but also what that raw number of profit dollars is going to be as well. Hmm. It will be interesting. I'm sure we're going to see two more Stern machines come out in the next, I would guess, three to four months. Yeah, I would also say just just on that final point about 
profit and, and money. My indication is a lot of companies have obviously fallen by the wayside through the whole pandemic. <laughs> Thanks, mm-hmm. Ian. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that Stern are going to be staring down at probably one of their least favorable financial years, but I still think they're going to do okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what's on the line. I know a lot of times on the pinball show with Zach and Dennis, they talk about what's what's coming up on the schedule, but uh, you know, you certainly don't know when the new games are, but I would have to think they're pretty soon. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying Queen is going to be coming out. I don't know. Is it? What? Who's everyone saying Queen? Everyone. What? You mean like from Dutch? Wasn't it Pinball Brothers? Wasn't it um, Highway that had it, now Pinball Brothers? Is, sorry, when I say Dutch, they made uh, Lebowski. It's, yes, Pinball Brothers, the ones that took over the highway assets. Mm. Yeah, uh, they had that box of lights at the Queen's shop in the yep. UK. and uh, they did. You think they don't have it anymore? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They're just That's just one of the things that people keep, that I keep hearing bandied around that's going to be coming out. So I don't know. I, you and I have talked about this before, and for the listener that's, that is listening, we actively don't pursue next titles. We don't really want to know. We don't necessarily speculate, but if it comes to us, it comes to us. Yeah, that being said, I can name 12. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, name and, five. Name five right now. Go. No, why would I? Why would I? Seriously. Because I asked. All right, I'll give you the haggis ones. Here we go. It's bop, 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 you fucker. <laughs> well, I don't know anything, that, Damien. Don't worry. That, that, that I can absolutely assure everybody he does not know. <laughs> who knows, right? Who knows anything? Well, exactly who knows, but it just comes back to that point of in order for the market to, as far as price goes, become normal the market itself has got to become normal and i just still think we are far away from production being normal yeah i what's it like there in australia because in north america unemployment is uh really low right now yeah same so if the supply is not there companies are begging for employees i don't know what's like again in australia but yep. I know a lot of companies, there are a lot of job opportunities. If you want to work, that's uh, the opportunities are there. And they haven't always been there, but. Yep. Well, my job for many years has been, even though my job hasn't been recruitment, I've been involved in recruiting because I've had a need to recruit a lot of people. So I know what sort of yield rate you get when you advertise for positions. And right now, it is ridiculously low. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just because people are employed. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough economy talk. We're here to talk oh pinball. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are we, though? No, fuck it. You're right. I got a new hobby. What's your new hobby? And I'm going to be showcasing it at Yegpin. I'm sure I will. Yegpin goes for four different days. I have found this new hobby, and it just kind of it fell upon me. I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it first happened, but I've done this thing about four or five times now, and... I don't even realize I'm doing it anymore. Any guesses? Um, well, if it's uh, if it's a hobby, um, I don't know. It's such a it's not, such a comedy career that no, that no. sort of died. You yeah. wouldn't bother no. trying that again. It was pretty bad the first time. Okay. Maybe maybe hobby is the wrong word. Maybe trend. I've started a new trend. Okay, couldn't be anything 
physical about you. Mm. Um, okay, tell me. We're all dying to know. Dying to know. Well, I can count five times in the last two months where I've gone about my business and at the end of the day I went, oh, my fly's been undone for <laughs> the whole day. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting to do up my fly. And I know that doesn't seem like a big deal to you. It's a big deal to this guy. I'm walking around. I'm probably at tournaments. I'm hanging low. And it's embarrassing, but also very kind when someone says, uh, uh, examine your zipper there. And I'm like, oh, shit. When was the last time you went to the washroom? In the morning. So that's has been like this for hours and hours and hours. What the fuck? How am I forgetting to do this? Do I need to go to sweatpants? That's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Where is this going? It's not going anywhere. It's the I'm just not even trying to be funny. It's the truth. Why am I not doing it on my fly, Marty? I need you. But here. what's your new hobby? What's your What's your hobby? Is your hobby? It's not a to hobby. Go it's a walk. It's your hobby is to walk around with your dick out. Is that is that what it is? It's not out. Secured behind my Joe boxers. Don't you worry about that. There's no freckle torpedo popping out. We're good. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, my, my question to you is, is it a trend that you are actively going to pursue? No, I'm trying not to. But And me speaking about it is, I think, the first stage in getting help. That's right, obviously, so now, yeah. For the five people listening, they'll be like, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? They're going to look down. They're going to be like, no, nope, he's good. Go back to our <laughs> conversation. All right. So uh, I noticed it one time. I caught myself one time. This is the really embarrassing thing. I caught it walking by a pinball machine, and my fly got caught on the plunger. Not that I'm rubbing my knob up against a plunger, but it just kind of because it's it's, it's not zipped up, it's not exactly tight to the uh, tight to the pants, and I got, I got caught on the plunger. I looked down, I'm like, oh my god, mm. it's not a good look. What the fuck is going on? I'm not senile, am I? What? Who am I? Who are you? Yeah, well, I mean, we obviously know you are, but I would, I would, listener, please write into us and give us some suggestions on how. Jeff can stop flashing his penis at There's pinball no, shows. No, please. no, 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 but, please. Uh, but you know, I, I actually, I do remember a while ago, I, I went to a job interview. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't, it wasn't my fly. I went to a job interview and I went- Full boner. I, I went, oh, fuck, I nailed this. And then after I got into the elevator, the, the lift, whatever you call it, and there was a mirror in it, I looked at it, my two front shirt buttons were open with my gut hanging out. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, you can't. I every pair of underwear I have is black, so you're not seeing anything anyway. It's 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 Joe Boxer. It's a it's a shield. That's it. Not a gut. That's embarrassing. And you know what it is? World. We go through routines, right? Like I remember when I was younger, and I used a lot of hairspray. The hair was longer and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that really dries out your hair. And then you look at your shoulders. You're like, what the fuck? Did a salt shaker explode? <laughs> <laughs> And so you're like, oh, God, it's okay. Get away from the hairspray and stuff like that. But you're right. You check the buttons to make sure they're done up in order. Make sure you know there's no food in your teeth. Things like that. You know, any any boogers. You got to be checking the booger locker. That's a big thing as you get older, right? Oh. No snot yep. rockets hanging there. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. we both have yep. facial hair. There's shit that can be in there. I've got a routine, but I fly's not part of it. Yeah, I, I, I remember I was in China once and I was at a... a um, well, it was, a, it was a management training course that I was on and it was people from all around the world. And we were at dinner this one night after the, the course during the day and I was just killing it on the table. I had people laughing. I then went to the bathroom. Because it was China and it was very humid, in the space of me sitting down at the table to an hour later when I went to the bathroom, big white head on my nose. 
<laughs> awesome. So I, I literally got back to the table and was quiet for the rest of the night. That, that confident Mardo was just gone. Rudolph the white-nosed reindeer. Love yep, it. that's what happened. Oh, did you milk it? Oh, for sure. Of course. And then it was gone, but gone? Yeah. everyone knew. Everyone knew. <laughs> Pop so you the can't weasel. hide that. It was it was a big one. So there you go. Anyway, we are we are just humans, is what we're saying. And ultimately we don't give a fuck, do we? I would rather not offend somebody with my fly down. You might have made some people's nights. Uh hmm. I was wondering about some other things too. Go. Hmm. Somebody brought up a good point, and we're going back to Toy Story. We'll go back to some pinball. What the hell? And they were talking about companies and, you know, coming right out of the gate. What is, if you think of the companies that are around, their first game when you went, oh, wow, this is pretty impressive. I want to see more from this company. And Ollie will, I will throw Kelts in there. You saw the potential of, okay, great build. It's got everything a pinball machine wants. It, it's got a great video display. It's got modes. It's got multi-ball. All right, this is good. I think of even Full Throttle. You mentioned Highway earlier. I remember the first time I played them. I'm like, this is a fun game, you know? I yeah, know there's some bugs same, and stuff. Same. Love the flow of it. A lot of multi-balls. I get that kind of stuff. But is there a better first game by any company? And correct me if I'm wrong. You know, Spooky came out with America's Most Haunted. That was, that was, that was pretty good. It was fun. Uh, some bug issues and all that kind of stuff. But Waz. Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz. I mean, yep. because of what they did, because of the big screen, because of everything on there, the toys, the code the beauty of it. Is that the standard? Because there are companies that are going to be trying to make new pinball machines, Punny Factory and all that kind of stuff. Is Waz the standard for, okay, I relate it to music a lot. You know, what's the best debut album for somebody? Guns N' Roses, Appetite Restructions, pretty good. Boston, Boston's pretty good. There's there's a lot of great first albums. But what is the best first album for a pinball company? It's got to be Waz. Um, look, ab- absolutely it is, but I will say but. It was, it nearly, it nearly, it nearly sunk the company, right? So it was very ambitious for a first game. And I think the reason why you probably haven't seen anything as revolutionary as was from any new pinball companies, because they've probably looked at that case study and said, don't do that. Do something that's a little bit more achievable and work your way up to something that is as revolutionary as that. But even then, what could you do beyond that? I always loved Houdini. When American came out with that, I thought, that's a freaking great build. I know people say, oh, that one shot's too tight and stuff, but it had toys. Great call-outs. Not the greatest call-outs. A little weak. They, <laughs> they went with the wrong Aussie cop. You know, some people didn't like the animation. Never bothered me. The, the only thing about the game, I, it's not the shots. The only thing I kind of wish they could do in that game is just speed it up a little bit. You know, once I know the rules, I don't want to go through that list. Let me, let's go, go, go. That's about it. But I do love playing the game. It's gorgeous. If you want to win a play field, come to a pinball profile. <laughs> Played in America Tour. We've got a lot of those to give away from American. But that's a good first game too. But you said Waz almost sunk Jersey Jack. Yeah. Just because of, I, I've, I've heard that too. I don't know the full details. What do you know that I don't know? Um, I, look, I, I, don't, I don't really know all that much. But I do know that they needed to have somebody to come in to help the company get Hobbit out because it really had depleted a lot of reserves. What I know is that the first batch of games that came out had lightboard issues and and all that kind of stuff, as as you would as you're just getting into it for the first time. So I just think that it was was a big undertaking. There was a lot more that could 
go wrong with the game because it had so much more in it. And I think that when you look at, you know, probably, I think probably Jersey Jack's next attempt at a was-like game was Pirates of the Caribbean, which again had to be paired back because some of the things were really cool, like the chest opening and the three spinning discs just weren't reliable enough and they were smart enough to, to learn from their mistakes to say, okay, we're going to disappoint some people by winding this back, but we're better off for doing this. Otherwise, we're going to put a game out that's going to cause us nightmares when it comes to support. I still think they could sell that game. If they put that game on the line and said, we're doing 500, they all sell instantly. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know the, the numbers of what they sell, but it was obviously cut short. For, for some reason, and there still is a lot of demand for it. I love it. I think Pirates is a fantastic game. And, and I think it's a, it's a polarizing game. I don't think people, everyone loves it, but there's enough people that love it that you'd be able to shift quite a few more units. So Marty, you're heading off to Brisbane Masters. I don't know yeah. how long you're going. That's certainly a 10-day event, so I assume you're going for at least four of them. Are you going to play or are you Yeah, working? that's absolutely right. You do uh, assume incorrectly. Um, I'm going to be there for the, the last two days for when the actual Brisbane Masters is on itself. So, yeah, so the, there is actually, oh God, from the 15th to the 24th, there are so many pinball events on. And also don't forget, this, so this is the, the Brisbane Pinball and Arcade Collective. So there's actually other video game things. So they, they have the Donkey Kong Kong Off mm-hmm. as well. Um, and there are other, I believe that there are other games that they are, like video games that they're also having tournaments for as well. So there's so much going on, but uh, we, we couldn't be there for all of those 10 days. So we're just going to be there for the last two days, but the machines, um, have already been sent up and people will be able to play those for the duration of the event. I'm sure it'll be a big hit. You mentioned the Kong off. Did you see that stern, (laughs) Uh, retweeted something that Billy Mitchell did and a lot of people in the comments were like, I wouldn't have him endorse your company and stuff. Do you know what? I didn't read any comments. I looked at it and went, huh, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that, but there you go. There Um, you go. hmm. Brisbane Masters though. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lots going on. A lot of people from from the North America coming over. I know Escher's going. Who else is coming? Justin Ardo is going. Yeah, is it Stephen Bowden coming? That I didn't know. That's awesome. That'll be great. I, I oh, could good. be mistaken. Well, you're gonna guilt him now. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. <laughs> he could be going to Yagpen. I don't even know if I. Let me check Yagpen because that's where I'm going to be headed in Sherwood mm. Park, Alberta. It's really Edmonton. But uh, where's that? Where's that? Edmonton, Edmont, uh, North Northern Alberta. Okay. Where's Alberta? Alberta. Where's what's northern Alberta? Like Al- where, where, Alberta's where right beside British Columbia. It's it's the province right beside British Columbia, and it would be it's a it's a quick flight for all the Seattle people. I know that it's their fifth annual. So it's, can I can I just ask? Is, yes. is this in Canada? Is that what you're saying, or is yes. it in North America? You've never heard of Alberta? No. Oh, I guess I wouldn't know all your states. I think, how many do you have? Five, six? What do you got? Well, I think we've got about, you know, maybe five states and a couple of territories. Did you get new government too? I thought I read that. Yes, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. My goodness. Things are changing. I mean, UK, Boris is going. Boris is gone. Yeah. A bloody, an, ex, an ex-Japanese 
bloody president oh, got fuck. shot. Like, come on, guys, just stop. Yeah, I don't know about you. We haven't podcasted in a while. There's been a lot of shit that's gone on in the world. And quite honestly, whether I'm ready or not or available to do a podcast, a lot of times I'm like, ah, I'm just not in the mood. I'm, and I try not to be bummed out, but it's hard not to be when you see some of the things. And uh, there's been a lot of them lately. Oh, come on, people. Fucking <laughs> smarten up for the love of God. Okay. Or whoever your God is. I can see now that this is north of Calgary. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Which I only know because I'm on Google Maps. It's north of Red Deer. Uh, okay, you don't know. You've never heard Red Deer, so don't even put that out there for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm trying to well, find the tournament when, participants, see if Steve is in there. Oh, I mean, when I'm yeah. zooming in, when I'm zooming in, Calgary, I've zoomed out. Calgary's there. Red Deer is halfway between Calgary and wherever this place is, Sherwood Park. Yeah. There's also there's also a place called Medicine Hat. Medicine oh. Hat's huge. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's dumb name. There's also Moose Jaw. Who That's a came up one. with these names? People who came up with these names. <laughs> Wait Albert. a second. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Prince here. Albert. Hilarious. Don't you fucking shit on my country. <laughs> These are real places in Australia. Okay? Humpy Bong. <laughs> Southeast Queenla- Queensland. Humpy Bong. You're shitting on Medicine Hat or Mooshaw and you've got Humpy Bong? Go fuck yourself. You've got Boing Boing. You've got Quality Knob. That's a mountain uh, northwest of Brisbane. Nice. What else you got? Boobs Flat in Tasmania. Sweet. <laughs> Bumbunga in Southern Australia. I'm not even making... Fanny Bay. I, I fucking know Fanny Bay. Uh, useless Loop. Useless Loop. <laughs> Prickly Bottom. Mount... Oh, the, hold on a second. This is in your neck of the woods, all right? This is in the Alpine region of Victoria. Mm-hmm. Mount Buggery. Not to be confused with Mount Blowhard in Queensland. <laughs> you have Cockwash Creek in Southern Australia. Pisspot Creek. Bullshit Hill. No, that can't be real, is it? That's no, not real. Keep in mind that bullshit is a real place. Oh, fuck, it's real. Bullshit Hill. Before anyone censors this article, profanity, keep in mind that Bullshit Hill is a real place in Southern Australia located not far from Peterborough. Don't you shit on Medicine Hat or Moose Jaw. <laughs> Okay. Okay. My goodness. Touche. Well yeah, done. Exactly. I I have nothing to come back with that. Okay. Mental note. <laughs> Comedy bits. Australian names. <laughs> Resurrect that career. That Here it is. Yeah. Here, it, Here comes. it comes. So Yagpin will be fun. We mentioned playing the games. Now I, I bring up Brisbane Masters. There's all kinds of different tournaments there. There's five different ones at Yagpin. This year will be fun. Uh, I want to shout out the UK Open too. Uh, Neil McRae's doing a big one in in England, and uh, I might be going in September. Oh, Perhaps. okay. Perhaps okay. we'll see. It's it's. Uh, I paid my fee to go. I just haven't <laughs> done everything else, so we'll see. I'd, I'd like to go. That I love. I love Neil McRae. You know, he's our backup announcer for the reach rounds uh, when Mark Silkwitz. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. how it goes. But um, that'll be a lot of fun. But the reason I bring this up, and this is where you need to come in, Marty. You got to come in strong. I want you to put on your tournament hat again. Okay. I want you to care about tournaments for one freaking second here, okay? Because I care about tournaments. Okay, go for it. The IFPA has made a bunch of changes that are going to be happening in 2023. It is the Formula 5.8. 
they're going to be changing a bunch of rules. Now, before we get into the rule changes, no, I want to talk about tournaments in general. Forget what the rule changes are. There are different pinball tournaments. I want your opinions on these pinball tournaments. There are five pinball formats that are endorsed by the IFPA. Five. There's the Papa style qualifying. That is the card based, like Indisc, like the old Papa facility. Yep. So yep. you play X amount of games. Let's say it's five games. You play game one, two, three, four, five, and they all are on your card. Tough to do. That's a format. Yep. Keep that in mind. Gotcha. There's the best game, which is the herb scoring. So that's play it as many times, and your best score is the one that counts. And you get points based on how high you finish compared to everyone else. Playing a game over and over and over again. There's pin golf. You play nine holes, 18 holes, whatever the number of holes are. You're in a group of three, four people, two people, whatever. You play the course. If you get a certain score in one ball, there's a designated score. Let's pick an EM and the score is 50,000. If you get 50,000 in one ball, you score a one. The lower in golf, the better. If you score that 50,000 in two, you would get a two on that hole and you go from there on. So there's that format, pin golf. There's match play. We all know match play. You're in a group. You play. It could be a group of two, three, four. You play. The best person gets the most points. The worst gets the least. And the last is the flip frenzy or pinball, pinball, pinball. I don't know anyone who calls it that, but flip frenzies, which is essentially match play. Two people playing, and then you go to play another game against another person on another machine. Five formats. They're making some changes in 2023. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Out of those formats... First of all, do those formats make sense to you? Do you think those are those are good IFPA-endorsed formats? Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, fine. They're okay. Well, there's some pros and cons to all of them. Yeah, I, and I think I'm probably jumping ahead here, but it's all about timing, how long and how quick some of these can go, right? They talk about TGP, so if you're playing 25 games of match play under the old format, you've reached full TGP. You're, that's the maximum the tournament can be. Okay, 25 meaningful games in match play. If you're doing a a group match play and it's four people, you would only need 13 rounds of that because in groups of four, they multiply it by two. So that's really 26 rounds. You're good. So match play, that's easy to understand. I guess the thing about the Herb format and pin golf, they're very similar in a way because the machine opens up first thing in the morning and goes, let's say, till midnight. And you're playing that machine, playing that machine, playing that machine. And maybe, perhaps, things go wrong with the machine. Maybe... Maybe the flippers get weak. Who knows what the case may be? That, that happens in a lot of different tournaments. In fact, if you just watched Pintastic, there was an incredible game of mousing around with Jason Zoller, who won it, against Raymond Davidson. And Jason was allowed to pick order. He picked first because he knew he would wear out the left flipper and make it so weak that it wouldn't be able to go around the ramp by the time Raymond got up. And he did that. So if that's just one game, imagine what it's like over a full day. Do you see where I'm going with this? Sure. If I'm playing pin golf or if I'm doing best score, there's a bigger advantage playing earlier when the machine is in a better state. Now, the advantage of playing later is you've had more experience playing it, but if pin golf, you don't get to go, to go over and over again. So in Herb, there is an advantage. Like, okay, the shot's there. The tilt bob's here. I got it. The more times you play, you're probably going to be better. Mm-hmm. The other are all you know, direct play and, and, and match play. They are nerfing the flip frenzy and i don't understand this at all at all because it is pure match play there are some problems with flip frenzies and the problems i think where people might not like them are that they might not have a guaranteed playoff 
I think the problems are that maybe the flip frenzies aren't long enough. I think you need at least two and a half hours to hopefully make people play more people, more games, that kind of things. I think if you have a playoffs, if you have the tiebreaker as fewest losses versus most wins, because somebody can play 26 games and go 14 and 12, and a good player can go 13 and 0 and lose if you do most wins. doesn't make sense. It should be about mm-hmm. winning percentage, mm-hmm. and to do winning percentage, you do fewest losses. I'm talking long. I'm pissed off they're fucking nerfing the flip frenzies other than from what I've heard from some of the state and country directors, they just don't like it. Well, to you people, and I know your fucking names, it is match play. It is pure match play. Instead of nerfing it, why not fix the format like you do other formats? Pin golf, you you insist that there's a playoff. That's brilliant. For flip frenzies, insist there's a playoff. Insist that there's its fewest losses and a minimum time. Boom, there you go. They're nerfing it by half when, you know, the average of a bunch of games might be, let's say, 20 games in a flip frenzy. And the person who's the best player might have only played 15 and the, and the shittiest player played 25. Well, then use the lowest. Then that's not nerfing it by half. That's nerfing it by whatever that number is. Everyone's played the same amount of rounds. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's driving me nuts. Sure. Um, it comes back to what I was saying before about timing because with flip frenzy, you can play a shitload of games in a short period of time. So if you've got a lot of people, you can get to your max TGP because people can throw games. They can go, look, you're going to beat me. Let's throw the game, finish it, move on to the next game, get another game going. Put that in the rules. I agree. That's wrong. I, 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 I get that. That's wrong. Yeah, but how do you police that? I think that's, that's really what I'm, I'm sort of on the fence when it comes to you know, decisions from IFPA. That's, that, what they're trying to do is It's only hurting it. you to throw the game. If, if, if fewest losses is the consideration, you know, you want to win differential. So if I, if I go 10 and 5, I'm plus 5. But the tiebreaker for everyone else that's plus 5 is fewest losses. So my 10 and 5 is better than someone who's 11 and 6. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but then someone can be 5 and 0. And just and just sit on a camp on a game. Someone who would be five and zero versus me t- ten and first of all, that, that's a big exaggeration. And again, we talked about okay. Well, you said you said fourteen, twelve, thirteen, zero. That's also a big exaggeration. You're right. I'm just saying those people would be equal. So is someone who's six and zero better than someone who's ten and five? I guess I guess they would be, and they would advance to the playoffs. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. It, it's really hard to police these things to control how people are playing these games. And and I don't know whether there really has been anyone exploiting this format. I think nerfing it by 50% is heavy handed. Yep. So then you know what you do instead of nerfing it by half and to avoid having somebody who's go six and oh, and I'm just going to cradle up and cradle up or I'm going to play long or I'm going to keep going multi-ball. What if you said for flip frenzies, their full TGP, if the average is, I don't know, pick a number, 18 games. So time's not the factor again. It's the number of games. The average needs to be at least 18 games. Or, or not even average. Everyone needs to play 18 games. Or whatever the number is, 15 games. But then that can go forever. The, the thing about Flip Frenzy is you know when it's starting, you know when it's finishing. That's the best part of it. It's really easy to organize on, on a night. You know, it, it, it's a fixed, fixed duration. I think it is unbelievably unfucking believably lazy capital l four letter word lazy for the ifpa to be nerfing it by half there are better solutions and because some of these state directors just don't like it 
That's fucking so, so weak. And it's pathetic. You should be embarrassed. I will continue to embarrass you on these podcasts because it is ridiculous to ruin something that's really positive for pinball and getting people to come to pinball. Is it hurting the best players? I don't know how it would be if you're still winning in match play. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's weak because people can't do, like you say, eight-hour tournaments for pin golf to maybe get full TGP. It's just not possible. So someone will actually play more than three times the amount of games and it hurts them? Come on. Fuck, that's weak. Find a better solution. Like seriously, as opposed to just nerfing it. Let me, let me give a positive too. I've seen every other change they made on 5.8. I think they're all good ideas. The bigger tournaments, if you're in a league that plays more than 25 TGPs, I think that's awesome. That's great. The solution for Flip Frenzies, have a playoffs, have a minimum amount of time or, or a minimum number of games. One of those two makes it a better solution. How do you feel about the change to concurrent games? That's fine. I mean, I, I don't get it, but that's fine. I don't know why they had to make that change. Hopefully to discourage it. I absolutely hate it. Hate it. I hate concurrent games. And, that, and again, that, that's just people sort of saying, I hate concurrent games just because I, I like to focus on one game at a time. Are you not playing two games though? Well, you can, you can be playing. If you've got three games in the final or f- even four games in the final, you could be playing all of them simultaneously. How is that not? I, I, okay. So I would rather play one game, one particular machine, and see that through, then move on to the next one. But what's the logic in you don't think that you're playing that many games? Why is it being nerfed? Just because you don't like it? I'm not nerfing it. Like People are nerfing it. Like, I know. The but, IFPA ner- but why are they nerfing it? What's the logic behind it? I think, I don't know. I mean, people have probably mm. objected to it and that's why they've changed it. I don't it know. doesn't bother I, me I, that much. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, look, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I, look, at the end of the day, I think these changes to the IFPA happen, IFPA happen because people complain about fairness. They're saying, they're saying nerf flip frenzies because it is not fair that you can earn so many points in three hours, whereas I've got a tournament that's eight hours and it doesn't earn as much, or it earns the same and there's so much more effort that goes into it. And obviously they're the people that are saying, this is not fair. And it's the same thing probably about concurrent finals is they're saying, this is not fair. We don't have this format, so therefore nerf it. As opposed to what what you're saying is, don't fix it, nerf it. Yeah, lazy, lazy, lazy IFPA, fucking lazy. (laughs) lazy <laughs> and i say that and you know how much i kid it with josh sharp i love the man i think i um, this isn't a, this isn't at him I, th- there are a lot of directors that he didn't make this decision it was voted upon but uh it's pretty lazy it's really really fucking weak and okay. of course the smart ass answer is well start your own fucking league no you know y- you make changes for the better but there's no reason for this change at all the flip frenzy thing don't get it don't get it at all okay Yep. It's it's all fucking match play. That's all it is. It's direct play. Unlike herb scoring and pin golf, the only time you have direct play is the 10% needed for the finals. Hmm. This is always direct play. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's put it this way. I've run a gabillion fucking flip frenzies. Never had one person say to me, didn't have fun, didn't like it. Maybe they maybe didn't like how they performed. Jeez, that's funny. That's uh, That's common for anything, right? But that's different. Anyway. Really, really sucks. I know Ryan C agrees with me, and and so do others. But uh, there's ways to fix it. You know, again, just you, you fix pin golf by saying there has to be direct play, there has to be playoffs. 
Okay, that's fine. I don't. I also don't like that format, but I think it's fair. I think what you're doing is fair. So fix a flip frenzy. That's what you should be doing because it's a pretty fucking popular tournament. Yeah, and look, this is. Th- th- I, I I kind of agree with you that it's it's unfortunate because it was well, it is. It continues to bring new people into the pinball competitive scene because it's a really good gateway for people to have fun. You know, you don't get knocked out in the first game and go out, go home after an hour after you've driven a couple of hours to get there. You have guaranteed three hours of play minimum. So it kind of reminds me when they nerfed um, the selfie leagues as well, when that was starting to bring people in and they're like, hang on. Let's there was no policing this. there though. That's true. That was very exploitable. I've run flip frenzies. I've been in flip frenzies. It is because there is so much going on, it is much harder to police them. So that's kind of what I'm coming back to is is I think IFPA have gone, well, we can't control these. Therefore, we're going to control it by making it not worth as much. Yep. It's funny. World's greatest Mm. pinball tournament had more TDs than you can ever imagine. Than any other tournament. More players than anyone. I'm not just going to say the term by name, but I think you know which one it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where was the policing when four people decided, hey, if we all take sixes in our last round, we all make the playoffs? Four people colluding? Who's going to know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But that stands. That's fine. Yeah. And so they had to change the rules the following year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I hear what you're saying is investigate and fix is really what you're saying. Don't be. The, the key word I said was lazy. Lazy. There is a, there's a fix there. And think of it from the arcade's point of view. And I think of Ryan and stuff. He's an operator. I think of other operators. You know, if you're doing match play at a location, well, a lot of people are standing around while that long playing game is finishing out. Whereas a flip frenzy, quarters go in, quarters go in, quarters go in because everything's being used all the time. So you're kind of hurting arcades that way too. Okay. You are. Sure. Do you feel better for that? No, I fucking hate it. Oh, fuck, my fly's undone too. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> this is great, great, fucking great. Let me see here. Holy shit, do we get a lot of emails? Like a lot. Like a lot. And this was, this was in response to our last episode where we talked about, really, we were sort of talking about the future of the podcast and how do we continue given that it's quite taxing to do the episode every fortnight and both of us are really busy. And so we were putting it out to our fan base. <laughs> you can't see my inverted commas, but fan base uh, to see what they thought. And we got a lot of emails from a lot of people, like more emails than we've ever had ever. It was very nice. Well, we talked about editing being a problem. We've solved that problem. We have, I guess we haven't told people about that. We have solved that problem. We were thinking, do we do less? Do we do video? Do we do this, this, that, whatever? The hard part about video is the time zone difference between you and I. It is right now 12.30 in the morning for myself, and it is, what, 2.30 there for you? Correct. In the afternoon? That is true. So, we do, so if we did video here in North America, we might be lucky to see some, maybe some people on the West Coast kind of tune in. In Medicine Hat, Alberta, maybe um, other places uh, with different time zones. Whereas mid afternoon for Australia, okay, that's fine, but good chance they're all fucking pissed at uh, what were some of those dumb names? At Mount uh, Billabong or whatever. <laughs> what was what it? Bush, bullshit Creek or something? Bullshit or Mount- Creek. Here, here again. Boing, boing. Quality knob. Quality 
numb. Quality Mossy numb. nipple bend. Boob strap. <laughs> Bumbunga. Oh. Mount buggery. Mount blowhard. <laughs> Spanker knob. That's in fucking Victoria. That's near you. Bullshit hill. Cockwash creek. <laughs> in Adelaide. And piss pot creek. Yep. So anyway, Same. those people are at, at 2.30 in the afternoon. They're trying to get out of their city. They're not going to be watching us on the stream. So we decided we're going to do stick to the audio. That's fine. Maybe once in a while. Maybe. Maybe we'll do a video. We've done a few in the past. But uh, the editing thing is uh, my good friend here, Marty Robbins, and I are going to take turns editing. So when yep. it's good, you know who did it. And when it sucks <laughs> and hear coughs and farts and stuff. You know who's did it. Go easy on Marty. Just go easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but thank you everybody that did uh, reach out to us. We do appreciate it. What, what are some highlights? Well, uh, uh, there were lots. Uh, pick, pick whatever you want, you want. I like the one from Ed from Denmark. Okay, go for that one. Hi, Jeff and Marty. As I told Jeff when we met and played a bit together at the IFPA uh, finals at the Pinball Asylum, I enjoy your show. It's actually one of my favorites. Thanks, Ed. I often laugh out loud every now and then while listening on my bike to the way to work. I wanted Marty to know that too because he passed that along to me. So that was very nice. As far as the editing, I like the format, how it is now. And can we please stop the who will Marty <laughs> save bit? <laughs> it's, it's funny though because he's saying it gets a bit old and you know I don't. We've also had somebody else saying, I only listen to it because I want to hear who Marty's going to kill. Yeah. So... Yep. Mixed messages, people. We just want some consistency. But he did say, I, I just like your banter and from time to time talk about competitions. When was the last time you actually talked directly about competitive pinball? Well, it was 15 minutes ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Every now yeah. and then it has to, I mean, that's a big change with the IFPA is done and uh, it's going to affect a lot of things. I didn't even mention this. You can do one ball flip frenzies and they're not nerfing that. I'm sure they will after hearing this podcast. Uh, the whiny sucks. Um, but you can do one ball, <laughs> one one ball flip frenzies, and it counts for a third. But the time to do that, it's actually the same. It's stupid that they would count that. But you know, that's probably what we're going to see a lot of. There are people with software for that. So uh, anyway, it is what it is. Michael came through. Love the last episode, guys. Made me smile when Martin said how much he liked Rush. Yes, you did. I did. I, I maintain it. Have you played more than one game on it? I've played two. Okay. Uh, Michael had a chance to play Rush for the first time. Couldn't believe how much fun it was. It says a lot when the game is good, even with music or callouts, doubly so for a bad pin. As soon as I get back from vacation, I immediately listed my Cactus Canyon SE for sale in order to get a Rush premium. It left that much of an impression on me. Wow. And he only played it three times. So, Michael, yeah. nice. Yep. So friend of the show and friend of the, the stream, pretty much the only person that streams on Melbourne Silver Bowl these days is Oz Eric. And Oz Eric was absolutely not going to get a rush. So he went to uh, Hashman and Danger Rays last night and played rush. He called me today and said, I'm getting a rush. Shoot's you know what amazing. I mean? Like that, that's, just, that's just how good this game is. And, and what he said was, he said, I've now come to the conclusion that I'm a Borg fan. And I, and I kind of said the same thing. And I know I've said this on the show before. I just sort of did a list of all my favorite games and I went, hang on. They're Borg. There are a lot of John Borg games here. A so lot. a lot. He, he doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel. That is for sure, right? But what he does, he knows how to make a game that shoots great. Don't, and don't, don't fuck it up. You know, if you know what shoots well, just do it. Don't, don't try to do something crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, Guardians was a hybrid of some Metallica and some uh, Iron Man, perhaps. And, you know, you can see a little bit of X-Men and Rush. I, I love the shots that you see in this game. Walking Dead is very unique and uh, a tough a tough shooter, but but fun. Yeah. I still think Metallica is Stern's best game ever. Yeah, I think you and I agree on that. Yeah, I, I think Godzilla's going to get there, maybe. I was playing that again last night. Fuck, is that a good shooting game? I mean, it's is just... It- it's oh yeah oh yeah it's good what what don't you like about it i don't like how it shoots what don't you like about it no here we go so what i don't like about it and i know i could potentially fix this myself but it's not the way it's intended i don't like flop flippers don't like it Mm. at all at all and they are flopped and it just means that anything up the middle is harder to to shoot so i don't like that that's the way the flippers are angled so but you could get used to that no, I don't like it at all. I've had years to get used to these things. There's, there's some games where it works. Here's, here's what I think, right? I'm going on a bit of a rant here again, guys. Sorry, but I'm now, I literally filled up a one litre bottle with gin. So I, I'm, I'm now at that stage, right? There are games, I think, where you, if you design with that in mind, it's, it works out great. So if you think of... Um, uh, George Gomez games like he he always has the flop flippers and he designs around it. Deadpool's like that, isn't it? Deadpool, perfect, works well with those flippers because there's really only one center shot, which is the spinner up the top, but everything else is designed for those flippers to be the angle that they are. Jurassic Park came with normal flippers, then later on in its life cycle, it was being shipped with flop flippers, and it just doesn't play this well. It it just doesn't orbits are easier to get so it's probably done it so you can get the o shot better ramps are potentially easy to get anything up the center forget about it it's just really hard to hit anything that up the center but again again a game like deadpool it's designed specifically to have the flip the, the flop flippers because there's not a lot up in the middle right when you say harder to hit in the middle i hope you mean only on the fly because it's not hard if they're cradled it is harder it, it is, is harder it's earlier it is harder it's not it's not the same. I, I remember when I got, when, when I was first tasked with dialing in Celts for the first time and, and I did flop the flippers because I felt that the orbits were going to be much better and they were. It was literally orbit after orbit after orbit, but you couldn't backhand the horseshoe. Hmm. And Damien said to me, well, I designed this game with the horseshoe in mind. So, sorry. What game are you talking about? Celts. Okay. So I put them back and now I I did get a bit of almost like a happy compromise where you can get orbits repeatedly, not as, not as good, but you can now backhand the horseshoe on the fly where you couldn't do that before with the flippers flopped. That's the, that's just the difference. I know people sort of say, oh, it's only a tiny little bit. It's not, it really changes the dynamics of the game. It changes the, the geometry of the game by having the flippers like that. So but my rant is over. That's the thing I really don't like about Godzilla. Now, people could say change the flippers. Sure, I don't own one, so I can't. And I can't just go up to someone and say, look, sorry, can you change these flippers before I have a game? It's just not going to happen. If Rush had flop flippers, you'd hate it. I probably would, yeah. Particularly because... The center is so important. The center is so fucking important. There are like four shots up the middle. And that, that, that time machine, whatever it is, is it a time machine? I don't know. Yep. Maybe. Yep. You've got to hit that a lot and you've got to hit that on the fly. If you had flop flippers, it would just be so much harder. Hmm. 
So, and, and it comes back to what I said, I like John Borg's games. He don't flop the flippers. Some people do flop the flippers on The Walking Dead, I have noticed. Don't do it. Uh, yeah, I, I have seen that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because it makes hitting the um, the targets on the left much easier. And it makes obviously getting the wood end shot, what it, wood end, woodbury shot, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. So that's what they do. They flop the flippers if you've got shots that need to be made on the extreme sides of the game. Back to the emails. Bob Westner writes, hey guys, love the episode this week. I've been listening since the beginning and I'm always looking forward to the next Who Will Marty Save? (laughs) 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 Oh, he Um, also likes the Reaper um, software. So thanks, Bob. What else do we have? Nathan Yates, Jeff and Martin. Just got done listening to the most recent final round. Felt like I had to send an email thanking you guys for all your hard work through the years. I'm new to the hobby a little over a year, but I've become completely enamored with competitions, pinball news, content, etc. This wouldn't have happened without wonderful podcasts like Final Round and the amazing backlog of head-to-head I can always return to. Keep in <laughs> mind this coming from a guy in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. Yeah, I'd rather live in fucking Arkansas than uh, Prickly Bottom, Australia. <laughs> Give me Arkansas over Cockwash Creek any day of the week. <laughs> oh boy! He's, can I just can I just laugh? Like, are these actual places, or did you just make stuff up? This is the blog Destinations Australia. Thirty hilarious and real places and towns named in Australia. I will send you the link. You think I'm joking? It's on WineTraveler.com. Yeah, that's where I go to get my geography. So what? <laughs> Completely legit. Yeah, got a blue tick on it for sure. Hold on. Oh, it's verified. (laughs) There you go. You got some traveling to do on the way to Brisbane. (laughs) You think I'm joking? Take a look at that. It's it's not that I think you're joking. I just don't know whether I don't joke. You know that. I well, my joking. You try. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, Click that. Eggs and eggs and bacon bay. What? How can you miss that? Because there's, <laughs> you've missed sauce bottle swamp. Yeah. How could you? And sausage gully. I was, I did like sausage gully. I'll give you that one. What a knobby. I do know about what a knobby. Oh, so they are real. Mossy Prominent nipple. knob. Prominent knob. Prominent knob. <laughs> Mossy nipple bend. Isn't that what Ryan called you? Anyway, um, yeah. bumbugger. Bumbug. There's actually a place. There's actually a place called nowhere else. Honest to God, this. No wonder you have a new government. Oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is actually a cave. This is legit, everybody. There's a cave that's called, well, it wasn't there last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. see, that's humor, everybody. Yep. That's humor. Useless loop. Hilarious. Yep. Those are all real. Okay. okay. Apparently they're real. It's on the internet, so it must be real. What, did, what else did Nathan say? I had the pleasure of attempting to qualify for classics at this year's TPF during the morning sessions. I noticed how nice and friendly you are, Jeff. And Steve Bowden also seemed to be with everyone else. I was going to say a few thank yous for all the great content I enjoyed over the last year, but it seemed like you and I were both having some rough bounces in those first few games. As far as the questions regarding Zoom, video, all that stuff, whatever you do is fine. Don't change. Make it work. Anyway, thanks. Okay. Oh, oh, hold on. Anyway, just wanted to thank you guys for everything you do. And Jeff, don't give up on those comedic dreams. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nathan. Hey, no. uh, by the way, if you see Marty at Brisbane Masters, if you see myself, whether it's uh, 
obviously one of the pinball profile tours or any kind of big tournament, please come up to us and say hi. We are uh, we don't bite unless you ask. Mm. Let mm. me know my flies down, things like that. You know. Yeah. So what I want you to do, people, if you see Jeff at any of these pinball tournaments, ask him to do one of his stand-up gigs for you. Just, no, no. I want you to hear the material. Ask him to, to give us a joke just so you can judge whether he had the goods. That's, that's all I want you to do. Okay? Anyway, back to the email. So Robert says, the title of this email is, Make Teolas Work and Keep It an Edited Show. Okay. What a dick. <laughs> he's, an, he's another person that's also recommended Reaper, so we might have to have a look at that. Yeah. Um, he said, I'd love for you to keep the audio podcast format, even if it's just a rip of your live video feed. Uh, personally, as an old man, I don't deal well with all the streaming and video junk the kids are up to. You old farts should understand. <laughs> we do. We do. So he's, as your one listener, I hope you'll do what's best for me. I <laughs> 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 oh, fucking, I love our listeners. Just let it get I got to say, you know, when we ask for emails, they're fucking great. You guys. Yes. <laughs> They're funny as shit, and we do respond to everything. Mark Lawrence had a good one. Uh, you guys are great interacting with the emails and reaching out to everyone. I love the show. I wanted to share a testimonial from the streets for the help on the new Toy Story 4 subject. Okay. I was the normal person with the reaction to Toy Story 4 in the pinball world. I was so upset that it was carnival-themed because I had no interest in that point. By the way, just like you said, Toy Story 4 is a fucking great movie. Duke Nukem, hello. I know how much you love Keanu, but Duke Nukem, they stole the show. Okay, back to the email. My local arcade got the game in. Shout out to Retro Arcade in Sharon, Pennsylvania. I played three games. I was hooked. It's not something to fear. It has charm. It has feeling directed towards the Toy Story world and characters. The carnival stuff doesn't even bother me like I thought it would. And it's got amazing gameplay. First weekend after its release, I was sitting on the Grand Champ board and hyping the game on my socials. That's pretty cool. I've never had so much fun with a new release and my local community as I've had with Toy Story 4. Nice endorsement. That's pretty good. Hope you guys both love it and uh, have good stories to share on the next episode. I'm sure I'll like playing it. Yes, I'm. Think about it, right? Like other easy shooters. You had Monsters. That was an easy shooting game, but it was fun. You know, you felt good playing it. Elvira House of Horrors, extremely easy to shoot. People love that game. Good code. Fun to shoot. Star Trek, sure. Big, easy ramp. Uh, Makes you feel good. So yep. I think you'll feel good on Toy Story. I, I just, you know, yes, Travis Murray, he gets it day one. And um, I think he got the wizard mode three times or within the first few days of having it. Carl D'Angelo did that. There was one thing on it, and I don't know if it's been nerfed, you know, like a flip frenzy, that kind of nerfing, but they had a, a thing where you can keep adding a ball over and over and over again, and it was endless. Ooh, maybe you want to scale that back a little bit. Yeah, maybe if cap, that's the case. Cap that. Yeah. There cap. you go. Here's another email, and I'm going to nominate this for email of the fortnight or month, how long it's been. Okay. okay. This is titled Integrity Problem. This is from Glenn. Thanks for, for writing in, Glenn. He says, hey, shit stains. <laughs> too busy for a sponsor this week? Are you trying to tell me that you were too busy to shop for one or that the truth might come out? You two fucksticks got nobody to pay you this week. If you're going to be in the pinball media, you're going to need to be transparent with your audience. I really think you should take some journalism night classes at a local community college <laughs> so your listeners don't get fooled again. Fuck off. <laughs> well, the good thing about Glenn is we know he listens to a billion other podcasts. So, uh, Glenn, <laughs> you're fine. If, if, if we're pissing you off there, oh, we love Glenn. Little secret. I mean, this is really pulling back the curtain. 
If you go back and listen to the Reach Rounds. I know. Do you know that Glenn was one of our singers? I do. I'll give you a clue. He wasn't Ed Robertson. So <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a big clue. Uh, but I thought he did a great job. Anyway, we love Glenn. Yeah. So that's that's my nomination for... for hold on, hold on. Months. We got another one. Oh, here. we got more. We got more. From Washington. How do you say... Oh, I'm going to boot this name. Issaquah? From Issaquah, Washington. Forgive me, Northwest. I don't know... I've never been there. They're not as easy to pronounce as some of those stupid names in Australia. But uh, Daniel Rosenstein, you have at least one listener. I love your show. Both of you have a way of playing off each other and are interesting to listen to. Really? Okay. Doing the, uh, thanks. Doing the show over Zoom and posting it is perfectly okay, especially if it means more show, more time. I'll tell you what, Daniel. Uh, we might not do the video thing. But I can promise you, and I think Marty and I both have said, okay, calendar's starting to look pretty good. You are going to hear more of us. We're going to get back to our regular schedule. It's, uh, we've just been busy, and I think we've got, uh, you know, we'll let you know if we, we have to step away for a bit because we're away or busy with work. But uh, I think we can get back to our fortnight schedule. Don't you? I think absolutely, for sure. Here's another one. This is from, from friend of the show, Lucas. First, my two cents are worth, are worth more than yours as I'm an American, so please take that under advisement while reading my thoughts. I listen to every episode and you both know I love you. I consider you my best Canadian and Australian friends. Not sure if that's saying much or if it's saying everything. If you ask for feedback, feedback will be given. I'm all for a VOD version of the show. While I love the audio, I'm about to start a new job where I'll be working remotely full-time. This will allow me opportunity to pull up YouTube, Facebook, and et cetera, and watch. Editing is a bitch and time suck. Just grip it and rip it, baby. So hope you're both well. Hope our paths cross in future. I yeah, and if well. Lucas, if Lucas, uh, if his boss is listening, uh, the boss might be wondering, okay, you're you're doing YouTube on the new job. Be careful there, Lucas. You're on probation for the next three months, so maybe you might want to actually get the job done. So maybe stay <laughs> off the socials for a little bit. Okay, but <laughs> I think I have to tell you about where I was last week. I had a wonderful trip with my lovely wife, Anne. We started off to a little town called Hershey, Pennsylvania, and just outside of there is a family that we know and love, the Pins. We spent time with Mrs. Pin and Dr. Pin. In fact, we FaceTimed Marty. We FaceTimed him after a few gins. <laughs> so mm. I, I remember, <laughs> this is how bad it could have been. Marty and I were talking yesterday. Yeah, we're going to record tomorrow. Yeah, 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 okay, good. Yeah, I had a good time with the pins. We, oh yeah, I talked to you. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You called me and Damien. We were, this is how my life has changed. I was at a printing expo. Oh, you lucky bastard. Fuck, it was good. Yeah, yeah, good. Nice. But yeah, it was lovely to, to see the pins and, and yourself, but I see you all the time, but it was mm -hmm. lovely to see the pins. But you, you caught up with, I mean, you, you're obviously you're, you're traveling, so you get to catch up with a lot of pinball people. So, you know. That was great. They, I mean, lovely collection there. And uh, I, saw, I saw Christian's setup for his super awesome show. It was very, very cool. They've got some big things going. I saw, I should give Christian shit or Franchi or maybe even Jeff Parsons. They had a new logo that came out. And they're already asking for votes for Twippies for next year. Like, hold oh, slow down there. <laughs> slow down, champ. <laughs> Fuck me. We, we're in the wrong business, you and I, I think. But uh, anyway, they've got some good shows coming up. They had uh, Jersey Jack on and all that kind of fun stuff. So it was nice to see him. And I did grill Mrs. Pin. I'm like, what are you going to do on any shows? 
She's pretty busy. She can't do it. Mm. Kids are getting older, and uh, so I may have recorded them, and that'll be coming out on a pinball profile show, so listen for that. But then we took off and went to Philadelphia, and then we went to Delaware. For my Played in America tour at the Delaware Pinball Collective, Rodney and Joe and, and everyone there, 50-plus people. It was so much fun. What a great collection. They're going to do a bunch of tournaments there, but it was everyone was asking, where's Marty? And uh, had nothing but good things to say, so that was that was a real hoot. And it got me thinking, you know, we love Joe Fox, obviously, because of uh, uh, putting money in our pockets, really, is the real For reason. Sure. But he's also a good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money aside, he's also good. It's running out. Um, time to top up. Anyway. Good guy, great collection. Uh, those those collectives, man, a lot of work, but they pay off. I mean, if you've got a, a good crew, I'm looking forward to going to the one in Rochester with Bruce Nightingale and Zach and all those people there. I never got a chance to see the one in Virginia, but I've been to the Sanctum, uh, which started off as a collective. My wife came out of there and she goes, why don't you do that where we live? And I'm like, well, I'm just one person. It would take a lot of people and it's easier said than done. But if it works, fuck, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to have those. Okay. Brings us to our last email, and it says, Marty, who will you save? Yes, we're doing it. Fucking right we are. You're damn right we are. (laughs) Who was that email from? It was from Ed, who said, stop doing it. (laughs) And Emil Dryborg from Denmark, all right? He was there with Peter Anderson representing Denmark and and Copenhagen and all that kind of good stuff. He hates this show, so we're going to save him. Should we put him in the show? For sure. We should? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm putting two others. It's a three-way. Okay. We're doing a three-way. Ed, you're top not, of mind Not your for first. Us. Won't be my last. You are in this Who Will Marty Save, which means two people are going to peril. Two. And I just had the pleasure of spending time with Dr. Pin and also Joe Fox. I think Joe Fox has been in one of these before. If he hasn't, he's due. You've got three people that enjoy our show, enjoy our company, and Marty, if I was in your shoes and I had to only save one, that would be so, so tough. But unfortunately, we are all at an amusement park and we're on the greatest roller coaster ever. Oh my God, there's so much fun. And thank you for operating it, Marty. But as it's taking off, you notice that the bars aren't down completely and you've got time only to save one person before they go flying to their peril. It's sad, it's tragic. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Emil from Denmark? Is it going to be Joe Fox or Dr. Pin? This thing does several loops. It goes it goes 300 feet in the air. No one's surviving this. I don't don't even give me any bullshit. Oh, he's a doctor. He can save. What's going to happen? <laughs> Damn you, it. I know, you're, I know where you're going. No, no, no. You, you, Marty, stop. You're yelling, stop. You're screaming really high. And you can only throw your hand and save one person by locking their bar in. Who is it going to be? Uh- Okay. Can I just, I just need to get some clarifying uh, questions out of the way. Okay. Um, is this a wooden roller coaster or is it a steel roller coaster? Is it a hybrid? How many inversions does it have? How much airtime mm-hmm. are we talking? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, this is from the land of Spanker Knob, Australia. This is one of their famous <laughs> uh, metal ones. So it's not the wooden one. This is, this is, we're going to, we're going to see a few loops, a few big drops. Okay. Now, the reason why I ask that because drops are fine. You know, gravity will keep people in their seats. If you've got a lot of airtime, airtime is where, just side note, everybody, Jeff knows this. I've been obsessed with roller coaster videos in the last couple of months. So airtime is where people get thrown out of their seats, right? Yep. If you don't have your lap bar, right? Tons of airtime in this sucker. Yep. 
Okay, okay. So what you're saying is really there's no chance of two of these people surviving. Like they're not just going to get head injuries. They're, they're going to die, right? And if I'm being honest, it's probably not an instant death. It's probably a like. Oh, long and painful. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the way to the to the hospital in the ambulance in excruciating pain. And I want to point out another little fact here too, all right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Emil's a tall guy. Okay. Joe's a big guy. Dr. Pin's a smaller guy. But Dr. Pin also lives near Hershey, Pennsylvania, like really close to it. And they, I yep. think, are seasoned members there at Hershey Park. So he does a lot of roller coasters. So he's tempting fate. Yeah, they've got a roller coaster at Hershey Park that um, often gets in people's top tens. So Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, is that because mm. of the Hershey squirts you have after after riding it, or what? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. What are the Hershey squirts? Is that from the food? Hershey is I a know brand Hershey, of chocolate yeah. bar. Hershey squirts are what you call when you shit yourself. <laughs> okay, but is that a known thing, or did you just make that up? No, that's a known thing. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've never um, heard of the Hershey Highway? No, it's the bum hole. <laughs> okay, I only heard of Hershey. Because of the Hershey chocolate. Hershey Kisses, right? Yes, yes, yes. Which I've got to say, not that nice. Hershey Ooh. chocolate. You know, what I, you, know. you know what I did for the pins for their kids? I brought them all kinds of Canadian things that you could only get in Canada. And, it, and a bunch of them were all chocolates. And I'm, here I am going into the, into the beast where everyone's probably employed by a Hershey. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here are Smarties. These are good. Here are Maltesers. This is good. This is a coffee crisp. And they were like, mm, this is awesome. Big sugar mm. high. They never no. went to bed. It was awesome. Anyone that comes to Australia, try our Cadbury chocolate. Any any Cadbury chocolate. It is better than Cadbury chocolate around the world. I'll tell you that. And also what I'll tell you is that whilst we've been recording this podcast, I've literally just eaten a whole block of Cadbury banana and caramel chocolate. Wow. And f- it's just come out and it is uh, the whole thing. The yeah. whole thing's just gone. It's like amazing. Anyway, back to killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got okay. Joe Fox. From Delaware, we've got Emil Dryborg from Denmark, who hates this, can't stand the who will, the, who will they save bit. So obviously and I Dr. want to save Pim. him. Uh, obviously I want to save him because. What? Because he hates this segment and I hate this segment. So that's why I want to Weak. save him. Wait, I have, let, me, let, me, let me go through. Um, Dr. Pin saves lives. <laughs> like literally saves lives, right? Joe Fox is Fucking awesome. And I remember the, I think the first time I went to Pinburg, he was the first person that recognized me. And let's, let's not forget how much that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, also you know, a big supporter of Haggis. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So. Have you ever met Emil? No, I haven't. Mm, okay. No. He, he goes around with a shirt that says Kraftwerk sucks. I don't know if that has any. <laughs> Electronic is music he, is for losers. What is he, I, how, that's does, what's how, does he, how does he feel about Led Zeppelin? Fucking loves him. Fucking loves him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just feel they're all going to die because I think what's going to happen is as the, the, the carriage goes down the first hill, everybody notices the lap bar problem. They all scramble to fix it. Someone yeah. reaches over the only person that I've saved Mm-hmm. And they get out of theirs to try and save other people and they all die. I feel is what's going to happen. But I know that's not the point of this. You just want it's me to It's fucking squirm. a terrible, terrible, terrible. So let me rephrase that. Who, if you could save one, who would it be? 
Dr. Pin. Why Dr. Pin? Because of his awesome gin collection. Oh my God, is it ever. It puts me. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was so huge. Like two shelves of it. It was almost, yeah. you know what it reminded me? Like, I don't know if he's a big gin guy. Like he even had a, it was an ice machine that made gin and tonics. Like yep. frozen gin and tonics. Fuck, it was yeah. great. Yeah. I need that in my life. Oh my so, gosh, you're, you're sipping it like it's like it's a it's a pop or something. You're like, wait a minute, this is loaded with alcohol, and thus the phone yeah. call I forgot I made to you. Um, so sorry, Emil. Sorry, Joe. But had you a huge gin collection and a gin and tonic icing machine, mm-hmm. you might have stood a chance. But no, sorry. But has he always been a gin guy? Because I think I asked him, and he said, "Yeah, only a few years ago was he really into this." So I'm like, "Okay, I know the basement that has the bar has only been built over the last few years. I know he's only recently got into gin. I know he also loves you, loves Ryan, loved head to head, loves this show. Is he a gin fan, or he is now? Is he is he the pinball version of Annie Wilkes from Misery, where he's an obsessed fan of you, Marty?" And he wants mm. to be everything like you and, and be the gin thing. That's yep. all. I'm getting that vibe. I'm just saying. Yep. Watch out for the sure. hobbling. I don't care. Kill me. But if you're obsessed with me before then, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I, I do remember I do remember things like that because as I've talked about this so many times, I know we're now an hour and a half into this podcast, guys, and it's, it's, we're rambling on. But I still remember. When was the first time? <laughs> first time I went over to America, no one knew me. I got a pretty cold reaction and I remember that. But I remember the people that took time out to say hello, you know, and then being known, it got more common. And I remember those things. So I remember, you know, walking out of the hotel for the first time, not knowing what the hell, where I was going, Joe Fox saying hello. I remember that time and you were there when we were drinking at a bar and someone, I think his name was Jeff, bought me a gin and tonic. First time someone's just randomly, a waiter comes over and goes, here's a gin and tonic. You know what I mean? I, I just, I remember that stuff. And, and on saying that, if it's ever happened where someone's come up to say hello to me and I've been an absolute fucking asshole, call me out on it because I don't like that. And send an email. I'll totally expose them. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I remember, oh boy, this is going back five years ago. So I was just, Really starting up pinball profile. I went to the Louisville Arcade Expo and I met somebody I'd never met before. Uh, he lived in Georgia, if I recall, and his name was Alberto, Alberto Luna, if you're listening. And he just started talking and he told me he liked the podcast and it made me feel good and all that kind of stuff. And the next thing I know, I'm going to buy entries for Louisville Arcade Expo for the pump and dump. And they're like, you've got 20. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I had one left. I, I, he goes, no, no, somebody just paid for a bunch of your entries. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was Alberto. And I was like, wow, that's nice. And next time I see him is at Pinburg, he's got a pinball profile shirt on. I was like, that, that made me feel really good. So I appreciate that kind of stuff. It doesn't get forgotten. It's not poo-pooing. I mean, I'm blown away. You know, we, we you and I, we put our fucking pants on the same as everyone else, but thanks mm. for, for sending us. <laughs> Except some of us put our fucking zip up. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Alberto, so, would have to- that. Alberto would have told me my fly was down. Let's Berto drink one. Yes, yes. Berto Moon, you'll see. On Facebook. I know. I, I Again, he came Great and said hello to me at, uh, at uh, Pinburg as well. So, good, yeah. good shit. Yeah, remember, I, we remember that stuff, guys. We, so. really, we really do. It's, it's, it's surprisingly flattering. I, 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 my wife and my son got to see it at these pinball profile events, and uh, I don't know. It means a lot. So thanks very much. And 
we don't do it for any recognition. We do it because we enjoy talking to each other. And if somebody happens to listen along, and apparently they do. And you can email us too and tell us you listen and what you'd like to hear. It means a lot to us. So our email is, I'll even throw it out, finalroundpinball at gmail.com. If we had socials, you could probably go, I don't know where. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We are, yeah, we're on Facebook. That's just Final Round Pinball. Uh, final Round, at, so at Final Round Pin on Twitter. Final Round Pinball Podcast on Instagram. So, but there you go. Yeah, hey. and that, I guess that's why, because we had so many good emails come through, that's why we sort of just wanted to really say a big thank you to everybody because it, it sort of reminds me when we were talking about how we didn't get nominated for a Twippy, <laughs> not that we mention it every single fucking episode. I haven't. But we met, what we said is it's probably because our fans, the people listening to the show are like us and they also don't give a shit about the Twippies. Yeah. And by the tone and language that's come through on these emails, these people are just like us. Love it. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email. Shoot us something on Facebook. Uh, it would mean a lot to us. And uh, we will respond and have some fun with you too. I wanted to get this show out because it's been a while. And I apologize. I have been away. And I know it's late and I'm tired and all that stuff. Uh, but it still was fun to do this. I, it was worth staying up late to talk to you, Marty, and get this out. We will do this again uh, when I'm wide awake <laughs> at, uh, in, in a fortnight. We will do this within two weeks. Until then, my name is Jeff Teolis. My name's Martin Robbins. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you.